Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. Just like that. Guys, welcome back to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Brought to you by Onyx Hunt. Oh, man. So... Um, are you hosting this or am I hosting this? How's this work? It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to post it. I know that. <laughs> You're going to use it? Yeah. There we go. It well, doesn't matter who's hosting. It matters who's <laughs> posting is what I've always heard. Good to know. Something in that, something in that nature. Well, it sounds wise, so I'll roll yeah, with it. Go with it. Just like we were talking about fishing this morning, you know, you have all these theories and we'll just roll with it. Yeah. That's all we got. <laughs> it, it worked. We got one. That's all we got. We did catch a fish this morning. We did catch a fish. So, so get everybody uh, up to speed, Garrett. Get you up to speed. Get everybody listening up to speed. Uh, so let's let's basically run down what this is going to be. I wanted to kind of go over because you and I, it's kind of funny. You're on one end of the gear spectrum, maybe even off the spectrum. And <laughs> is there a spectrum <laughs> for what I do? It's 2020. There's a spectrum for everything. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm I'm pretty heavy into the gear or have been at least for quite a few years. Yes, you are. And. For us to have a conversation uh, about preseason priorities, gear priorities, prep, you know, I think that'd be a pretty cool conversation. Because right now we're sitting at a month out, about right, r- roughly, right, right at somewhere, yeah, right at a month out of before season. Yeah, it's the twenty eighth, so yeah, we're month and a day. Yeah, and I'm already feeling the pressure. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm already having like anxiety issues. Heavy breathing, stuff heavy like breathing. That. I, I, yeah. There's actually, I've actually have to go see a, a doctor. Yes, you do. For my breathing, uh, in like two weeks. This is a true story. This, I'm, I'm swear to God, <laughs> I'm like short of breath, and and um, oh boy, it's never really been this bad. But I think I got some decent tags this year, and I just, I'm already feeling the pressure. You know, if you're feeling that pressure now, what's gonna be like when the elk is standing in front of you? I, I will be okay. I, I feel like for whatever reason. Everything may be just a cluster leading up to that, but <laughs> but when I have an animal in front of me, I, I seem to be able to hold it together. That just, helps. Just fine. You know, it's better than the other way around. But uh, yeah. Um, I, I've never really had a problem drawing down on an animal and, and holding my pin where it needs to be. Right. I, I've just been lucky that way, I guess. But And I think a lot of what I do preseason yeah. actually helps that. So And two, and, I, and two I, let's, I, I, we're just getting started here, and I... I definitely will preface like me to like in certain situations, I think I do get ready. Others, I do not get ready <laughs> as far as a lot of the stuff that you were probably pretty meticulous about and everything. Yeah, yeah. probably not me. Probably not me. So um, I've seen Cody's been running a little bit. Oh, so yeah. he's got his own preseason stuff. Oh, yeah. I do all that. You do all that stuff oh, too. Yeah. I've been hiking okay. weighted packs and stuff like that. Okay. So you and I are similar there. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and get, I guess just dive into this. So let's do we're, a, we're a month away. Yep. What have you done up to this point? And then what do you need to do with a month down? Um, so the last, so I had an issue with, I actually sprained my ankle really, really bad right before, uh, right off the first of the year. And it like held me back from doing anything. Um, man, it was, uh, it was terrible. And so, but, but I, um, I, since I've been like in rehab on my ankle and stuff like that, uh, I've got a couple of buddies that I did a podcast with that are kind of like my trainers 
Mike and Ryan. <laughs> and uh, it's been awesome. They're super, super knowledgeable. Uh, I got another guy named Riley that helps me out with some stuff as well. But um, nutritional-wise and stuff, and, and there might be more to come down the road with those guys, honestly, as the, as the more I delve into it and stuff. But a little bit more uh, low-carb kind of stuff and, and um, um, working out on a regular basis. I work out about four days a week is what my, oh, right on. What my plan is, what my game is right now. So it's, it's tough, man, with families and stuff like that and timing and, and then business stuff. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's... It's a lot to do, but I mean, obviously you can say also that's just excuses, right? So, well, I mean, you are super busy. I mean, there's no, no getting I, around that. Yeah, I uh, know that's true too. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you got to make time for what's important, right? And right. Obviously your mental and physical health is pretty important. Right. So, so anyway, so I've been actually delving into that a lot more lately, especially just this year and um, getting... Getting my nutrition dialed. I'm going to do something a little different for food-wise this year. You, you'll be shocked. It won't be, uh, won't be a piece of beef jerky and a <laughs> fruit roll-up anymore. So, not going to say that's never going to happen. But yeah, I'll, I'll have my food a little bit more dialed. I think this year and uh, going into it. So. That'll be good. So, so see, look how planned I am already. Yeah, you're, you're shocked, aren't I, you? I, uh, shocked. A little surprised. A little surprised. A little surprised. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that so, so sounds like you even have, you're not, are you doing keto or anything like that? A little that? bit, yeah. I'm are just you doing really? a lot of low-carb stuff, yeah. So I've been doing some keto stuff, uh, MCT oil stuff, uh, a little bit of, just a little bit of, I don't know, just learning my body maybe just a little bit more, I guess, and getting kind of better at that. And so... A lot less drinking. I haven't had a beer in almost um, carry the two. Really? A month and something. Really? Not saying I haven't drank, okay? Now, just, <laughs> let's just pump the brakes here. I said a beer. A beer. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. I used to love IPAs, or I still do, actually. I love, you know, IPAs and stuff like that, but... Anyway, it just turns out that they weren't super good for me. Well, alcohol now becomes a friend because it's low carb, like vodka. I've done so, a little bit of that. There you go. Uh, I, I, I'm venturing to say I'm going to drop <laughs> half the viewers, I guess, on this podcast. <laughs> venturing to maybe have done a Truly or a White Claw. Oh, okay. Geez. And there that just went. Just dropped that bomb. But did you like it? <laughs> I still got to stick to no. No, I don't like it. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> they are delightful. So anyway. Now my wife drinks those. I know. I know. I know. I know. But anyway, but no, it, it's been, um, I don't know. There's other ways, I guess, to, to, I'm not necessarily to drink, but at the same time, you know, I'm just learning different things about myself and not just getting off with or getting by with just, Hey, let's just mental through it. Let's just put our heads down. Because that's the way I've done everything. Honestly, as far as the season's past, it's like, ah, I'll get through it. It just is what it is. You yeah. just grind harder. You know what I mean? That's and, the way I've been. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where talking to other people and learning from other people, it's like, well, they have, a, they have, they like know what they're getting out of their bodies. They know, okay, if there's an elk that bugles over on that ridge and it's an hour and a half before dark, can I make it over there and efficiently hunt that? You know, whereas me before, it was just like, sure, why not? Let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I don't know. Let's try. Yeah. So anyway, but learning a little bit more about myself. So it's, it's been good. It's been good. So uh, last Christmas, we got a dehydrator which is still brand new. Mine just showed up two days ago. Okay, so you're doing that game too then. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try some different stuff. I haven't even touched mine yet. 
Is so, it still look nice in the box? It's brand new. Brand new. It's I out of the box. I should have bought yours. You, well, you could try it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some of that um, and just play around with some different stuff. And honestly, I'll be totally brutally honest. Is like. I'm not saying hunting got old by any means of the word, or but it's it, it's like after we did Land of the Free 1.0, right? And we did we it, that was amazing. It, it was changed my life, honestly, as far as what I did and what I experienced and what I got to do there. And then we backed it up with 2.0, right? So we right. did it again. And then it was then then last season we did that. It was we called it elk season, which primarily was the same kind of thing, just. And it, it, it honestly, I, I headed down. It's just been, it's been great, but it's just been, you're, you're doing the same thing every single, I was doing the same thing every year. And, and this whole thing, like doing a different little bit of food thing, you know, doing some, and doing some prepping and doing stuff like that. It's actually kind of brought some light back into, I'm not saying the fun of it because I always had fun, but you know what I mean? Just to the preparation side, just to, right. just a little different, different side. A of new exciting fun. little ingredient that you're adding to your yeah, hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And, I know me personally, I love food. I'm kind of a foodie. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're talking recipes for the fish we caught earlier. Yeah. And um, I, I believe that a good meal out in the country, especially if you're getting your butt kicked, a good meal can literally turn the morale around. Like for me personally, like if I'm getting my butt kicked, but yet if I can get something warm in my body that Hot tastes food. good, yeah. Oh my gosh, let's go. Yeah. It just changes the tides. And we, I was talking about, you uh, earlier, I'm like, hey, you know, I was like, does this sound familiar to you? And like, I didn't see an elk for two and a half weeks last year during season. Didn't see or talk to an elk. Or, her, or hear one. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's Rosie hunting, yeah. <laughs> you know? And and so I do come home every day um, from that. But if I was out there sticking it out, food it could really turn into a really, I mean, a mental shift for oh, me. Oh, man. It's and a big I, comfort thing. Yeah. And I know that um, a lot of the guys that are super into the backcountry, you've got... Um, uh, Jimmy Dean. I don't know if you know Jimmy. No. Um, he makes sausages. Well, he he should. Good sausages. Good sausages. Okay. He makes a good tarp. And um, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy tarps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know Jimmy. Actually, yeah. I know him. I know him. And um, he does his own food and stuff like that. And, yeah. and so I've been picking his brain on on recipes for the de- the dehydrator. He's stuff. a tough dude. He's a good dude. And he's hardcore. Yeah, I mean, he's he'll hardcore. go extremely long durations of time out in the backcountry on like sub thirty, easily sub thirty pounds, I believe. Like. He's got it figured out. Yeah. And so I kind of want to get to that point, even though I'm not doing what you guys are doing. I want to eat good, sure. good when I'm out there. Well, and that it, it is it is a big thing. Like my whole thing, and if you've ever seen anything we've done, like beef stroganoff. <laughs> I'll go all day and not eat hardly anything and just just whack down a giant beef stroganoff. <laughs> and and I, you, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. It, I look forward to it. You yeah. Know? It's like, oh man. It's a treat. Yeah. Can't wait till dark because we've been hiking for 15 miles today. <laughs> I haven't heard a dang thing. And it's right. just like, once that, once that sun goes down, it's time to sit down and, you know, eat some food. So, no, I could definitely see where you're coming from there. And, um, and yeah, it's no different for me. It's, but it's just a little bit maybe different this year. Maybe I'll have a, I'm starting to play around with like, um, well, I haven't started yet. I just said I just got my dehydrator. So what I'm going to do is like make some like um, I don't know some lasagna stuff or something like mm. that, and then and then uh, dehydrate it down. And there's a bunch of different like breakfast burrito stuff that you can make. That'd be cool. Yeah. So I want like a breakfast scramble. Oh, dude. Oh, dude, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, and it's just you know one of those things where it's 
It just takes the preparation to do it before and ahead of time and then keep Are you, everything. So is that good. something that you're going to try and do for this year is have your own meals? I'm going to try. I'm not, and I don't guarantee that I'm just going to like dive, you know, I'm not going head over heels into like, you know, I, I, I'm a type of guy, like you said, I like the hot meal, like the, mm -hmm. like my trainer guys that I've been talking to, dude, they're, they don't, they're stoveless. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, they all go stoveless. They don't. They don't bring a stove. Really? Oh yeah, a lot of that. Ah. Well, see, like Brady Miller this last year. I mean, even hunting with him in Wyoming and stuff. Yeah, no stoveless man. Are they like eating kale. <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating any onion grass Berries. as they pass by. Right. You know, no. It's they got these. Oh, I forget what they're called. Frog? Something? No, not frog. I don't know. Like anyway, the keto fat bombs. Are they doing that kind yeah, of? Yeah, the f bombs. They, I, they, I've, they've been turned. They've turned me onto those too. But like, no, it's it's some, you know, just some bricks and chips. And okay. All stuff. Uh, not chips, but you know what I mean, like bars and and things like that. But man, there is something about that hot meal that's just like. I'm with you there. It's pretty nice. So how how long ahead of this have you been doing the the dieting and stuff? Uh, I've been doing it now for a month and a half. Oh really? Yeah. I've have lost, you lost any weight? I've lost 14 pounds. Holy smokes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my wife. She she loves the keto, and she she'll get on and get off of it um, through long spans of durations because you can't you can't every other weekend it. I just yeah, I don't. I I know what you're talking about. I just don't know my body that well enough to be like, yeah, I'm in full keto right now. No big deal. Just <laughs> rock and cake. I don't I'm know. in ketosis. Yeah, I, yeah. I just like I'm not that. I mean, as you're not as, peeing on the strips testing. No, okay. no, 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 no. If I, and, and I don't think a carb is going to kill anybody by no means, you know? Right. So, and you know, even it can be debated that a carb is pretty useful in the back country as well. You know, it has its own uses and, and, but it's been kind of getting to know your own body and what, what works for you and what doesn't, I guess. So I, I'm still, I, like I said, I'm no professional by any means of the word by no. That's funny. Cause I've been, I think on the podcast we did a long time ago, uh, I, you know, I basically explained I'm a SpaghettiOs guy. Nice. And so I carry like all this crap because we come out every day. I can, I can go heavier. Yeah. And so I like SpaghettiOs and crackers and just a bunch of junk food and crap. And that's what we're fueled on. And I kind of want to get away from that because I want to be able to go harder and I want to go longer and, and just really see what, see what that changes the game for us and yeah. stuff. And so, um, I, I, I'm, we're going to have to communicate and see what each other's doing for the dehydrators sure. and stuff, because yeah. I really want to figure that out and get away from like the, the pre-made, like the mountain houses and, and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Even though I tried some of the peaks this year and those are pretty darn good. They're all good. I think, yeah. I think they're all really good. But after three days, are they still good? Oh, I did it. Oh 50, man. 53 days straight on mountain house. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm the type of guy that if like, I could eat dog food for, you know, so many meals a day, every day and be just fine with it. Really? If I enjoyed the dog food flavor. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty easy, the easy going. And that's why this year is kind of totally different for me as far as nutrition wise and everything. So it's, it's a, it's a big change for me. So walk me through your physical prep, because a lot of guys I think are going into this thing and they're training, but they don't really know what to train on, how to train on, yeah. on it and how hard should they go. So, yeah. um, like for me, I know, but you'll know where your weak area is when you're either back there or when you're hauling out an elk. Yeah. I mean, your weak areas are going to show. So for me, you don't want to like, find it at that point. Right. That's not the right. point you want to go, you know, <laughs> preparation would have been a good idea. Yeah. yeah this you really know? sucks. <laughs> so, so yeah. So what, uh, Mike and Ryan have set me up with is, is what they've done is they've just made a little list for me. So I have, 
they don't like tell me what I have to eat. And that's the way it kind of started out because I talked to them and they're just like, Hey, you know, well, what do you normally eat? And I'm like, you really want to go through this? <laughs> and anyway, and I said, here's the deal. Tell me what I need to eat for the next week and I'll eat it. <laughs> and it was very simple that way. And huh. so that's how I got kind of on a baseline of, okay, this is okay for me. This isn't, this is, but as far as the working out thing, uh, Ryan, he just put it, he goes, I'm just going to put a plan together for you for the next month and a half. Cause this was, uh, about three, four, four weeks ago or so. So anyway, so and right before season, he doesn't want me to do hardly anything. He wants me like the week and a half before season even starts. He wants me to just enjoy myself. Really? Yeah. Just to kind of body time to heal. Yeah. Because so what he'll, what I'll do is I'll come out. We're in my barn right now. I'll come out in the barn and I've got a schedule over there of what he says. You know, I, I usually it's a muscle. Usually it's a lifting thing. So usually I'll lift, and then do step ups or, and the cool thing about what he has for me is, um, and like I said, there could be a lot more of this stuff coming out soon. They're starting, uh, uh, they're both actually talking about taking this full time, which I'm trying to get them to do. So Hmm. anyway, but, um, but yeah, so I'll do step ups or I'll do lunges or I'll do, you know, body movements and stuff. And then I'll do my upper body as well for like bow shooting. He has it really based around like that what I'm going to be doing, my, my activity. Right. And so, and then after that, it'll be, you know, a uh, 20 minute ride or something like that on a bike or, uh, or a quarter mile run, then, uh, then a three quarter mile run, then a quarter mile run. So, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different things. And then, uh, I just kind of add some of my stuff into it. Like if the family, you know, we do a lot of hiking together, we try to as much as we can. And so I'll just put on a weighted pack, like my pack over there, it's got 55 pounds in it and I'll just throw that on and the family, you know, hike with them so you can get a workout along. Right. Yeah. I've been doing the weighted vest. My buddy, my buddy had this old plate carrier, um, that he gave me, uh, let me borrow, I guess. And I haven't given it back. And, uh, and you can shove as much weight as in, in it as you want. Right. And I basically, I just, I do it on a treadmill, but I do go uh, 15 on the, on the treadmill, which is the max incline. So it's, it's about like that. Yeah. And then do three and a half speed. So like a 17 minute mile. That's pretty good. Which is not fast. Not, I mean, it's, it's enough moving to where, right along. Yeah, it's enough to where I can do three to five miles in one go. And then literally, I mean, my, by the time I, my shirt, I, I guess I weigh the, success by how heavy my shirt is with sweat but is that i mean the sweat index it's meter? it's yeah, yeah the sweat. i love that i mean it's it is seriously drenched yeah. in sweat and i'm like okay this has to be good and my my hip isn't hurting as much because back uh last year when we were hiking out bulls um my right hip i just have this really sharp pain oh. and then my ankle would start hurt and it would just the wolves would start falling off and then um you know i never stopped hunting but it was always there sure but and so i wanted to really start like more deadlifts, more putting weight on my on my joints and stuff, and see if that helped. And I'm not a trainer or anything. I'm pretty simplistic when it goes to it. Right. But it seems to be working. Yeah. I mean, I need to really put the pack on and go on a hike with, like you said, 50 pounds or 55 pounds. And then, um, how how heavy of a pack do you guys try and keep it when you're elk hunting? Do you have like a maximum that you try not to go over? We're all different. Uh, as far as packing an elk? Packing an elk out. No. I mean, I just put on as much as I can until really? either either I die or 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 we get the elk out. <laughs> you know, no. I mean, it, it all depends like that. We are kind of fortunate in the, in the fact that we hunt 
in such a big group, usually, I mean, at the very minimal, it's three, but usually five guys, right. four to five. So That would be nice. Yeah. So, I mean, you could divvy up an elk pretty easy with five guys. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not too bad. But, and even if you have to take two trips, take one trip and be like, okay, if we're not going to kill ourselves and just take two, because we might come back in here and hunt again. You know, and then we'll just make a round robin on our way out or something and grab the extra meat. Yeah. So that's what we normally do. So we just try not to kill ourselves. I've had some packs where I've killed myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a point where, I mean, I weigh 160 to 170. I fluctuate somewhere, anywhere in between there. And for me, 80 pounds is, is, is a lot. I find for anybody, that's a lot of weight. I mean, you have guys, guys weight, out man. there, oh, 150, 160. I'm like, yeah. that's just too much. But um, I, I, my max is a hundred. I don't want to go over a hundred because then up and down these side hills, I just feel way too, like There's I no can re- fall. I mean, there, or, there, there yeah. comes a time between toughness and mental fortitude and just being dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really does. I mean, it, it's, is it life or death as far as, is the meat going to spoil in the amount of time that it's going to get out? I've rarely, rarely ever seen a situation like that where I can't find a dark little crick or something that I can pack the meat to. It'll be good for three days. I mean, really, it will Mm -hmm. be. And I'll be back in, you know, I can come back in the amount of times. But that's the whole thing about like, um, Cameron Haynes had a post a long time ago. And um, dude, more respect for that guy than anything. He's a, I mean, he is a worker, but he packed a bear out on his back uh, (laughs) hole. Right. And I'm like, man, the only thing that went through my mind is if you trip and slip a disc or something like that, you know, with that, I don't know how many hundreds of pounds it was. It was a big bear. And I was just like, there comes a point where it's like, okay, man, we got to, we, de- we definitely got to think about longevity at some point, right? right? Well, and that's where I'm at. And, and I'm sure that made for a really cool photo, but what what's that costing you? And so, you know, one, like you said, one slip, you're done. Yeah. I mean, that bear lands in a bad spot or you land in a bad spot. I mean, even, I, mean, I heard just taking off a few pounds um, off of your own body weight, off of your knees, yeah. isn't just a couple pounds. It's way more than that. Oh, yeah. So, um I, I've, I've really gravitated towards that. And even with the way that we hunt, we were doing extremely, you know, we were doing the backcountry without doing backcountry. We were coming out every day, right? So we were going six, eight miles and then coming out Ugh. every day. And we would do, you know, eight to well, anywhere from four to 12 miles in, in a day. Yeah, big, just big loops, just going yep. into the wilderness and then circling back out. Yep, normal stuff. And, um, you know, got to the point, I'm like, man, why are we killing ourselves for this? And, you know, if I keep doing this, how how is my hip going to be at 50 right. or, or something like that? And so I'm really conscious about that stuff. And now, now I'm like kind of going the other way. I mean, everybody else is like, oh, backcountry, backcountry. I'm like, how close to the road can I kill this bull? Without shooting from the back Without, of the truck. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's find some pockets here. Let's be smart. And so um, maybe there's a little bit of a niche there for the anti-backcountry hunter, but um, for, for us, it's been harder, not smarter lately. And, and the three, three, granted the coast, there's roads everywhere. You can True. find a road. I don't know if I've ever, ever Roosevelt hunted where I've stayed the night. I'm just trying to think, you know, true Roosevelt. Right. Yeah, some Cascade stuff I have, but most of the time you're gonna be out that day. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you'd be stupid to stay, you know, and camp, you know, 400 yards right. from a road. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what walk, it, you walk can't over go a your, mile you know, without hitting a road. Right. That I know of. A lot of times. And, uh, and so three of the bulls we killed last year were, were within 150 yards of roads. Perfect. And they were like, 
have a beer on the way out, you know, there like you this is awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, that, I mean, embrace the suck. Yeah, I mean, there's all those sayings out there. and Yeah, go out and earn it. And But on the other hand, boy, was it nice not having to kill yourself. Oh, I mean, Anthony's bowl was a nightmare to get out. And that was the only one. I think, I, I honestly think that people, uh, like you said, smarter, not harder, whatever you want to talk about, however you want to explain it. It's just like the, ever since the big, quote unquote, backcountry craze, right? You got to mm-hmm. be in the backcountry if you're not, you know, it's like, you know, is that a real thing? I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, but why not be jacked about killing one that's, you know, 150 <laughs> right. yards from the road? Right. If I can hunt them there and that's the, that's the type of animal as far as, you know, that I can shoot in that, in that area, I'm doing it every time. Or well, I mean, try. it's, it's almost like it's, it's been, um, I don't know. It's it's. I don't know where it came from, but I, and I know I've had this thought: is the farther I go in, the bigger the bulls will be, the bigger the bucks will sure. be. Sure. Yeah. That's the, that's the mind frame. Yeah, yeah. And really, that's just not true because no. you know we we drew a, a decent tag this year, and for folks that follow me on the Facebook, I posted and, and apparently I worded it. I did word it a little deceitful, I guess. I'm like. I didn't get lucky on any tags this year. Did anybody else draw anything? Well, I didn't get lucky. I had the points to draw. So, play on words, I so, guess. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we drew tomato, a good tag. Tomato. Yeah, we drew a good tag. Good. I didn't get lucky. I had the points. But everybody we're talking to is like, yeah, you don't need to go 14 miles in. Just just hunt from a gate or, or, or something like that. I just hunt from the roads. And let everybody else go deep, and then the bulls will be bugling after they're already in there. You yeah. know, I'm like, heck yeah, let's do that. So, oh yeah, um, you know, we got the bikes, so I'll be doing training with bikes and stuff this year. I've been doing a lot more legs than. Have than you I done any prior. bike training yet? Um, I'm waiting for my bike to get back from the shop. Okay. Apparently, with this COVID and stuff, bike tires are hard to get. Bike new bikes are hard to get. Gotcha. Um, the but, reason I ask, the reason I ask is, don't mean to interrupt you. No, but, you're good. Is is for you, especially if you've been training with a weighted pack and stuff like that, you'll do, I mean, as far as the pedaling of the bike and all that, you'll do well. It's just sitting on that saddle <laughs> for hours on end, it has its own break-in time, let me uh, tell you that. Well, maybe I need to get, my you wife has an elliptical at home. Maybe just I need sit to. on it for days. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit there, not even pedal. Just She's like, what are you doing? Pedal. I'm like, I'm training for the hunt. Hey, <laughs> this is training. No, man, it does. I mean, you on that saddle sore, saddle soreness is a real thing. Really? Oh, dude. Yeah, you'll, you will see. You oh, will man. find out. I'll probably like text you three days in the hunt. I'm like, screw bikes. <laughs> cannot walk at this <laughs> cannot point. Walk. Cannot walk. <laughs> it's not because of my muscles. It's because of my ass. So, so no, 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 but yeah, so that's cool. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, no. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of running and stuff, a lot of weighted, um, been trying to burn more fat and then pick up a little bit more muscle. Nice. Um, hitting the gym four to five days, kind of like what you're doing four yeah. to five days a week. And you got yeah. like your own little home gym here. Yeah. I got everything. Totally jealous. I, yeah. I don't, I don't like to go where people are at. So yeah, well, I, I like to do my own thing. People. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. People with the COVID like and working out. It's like Twilight Zone right now. That's man. what my wife says. She uh, says nobody knows if they have to put on a their <laughs> half or on half. Yeah, how are you supposed to cardio with your mask on? I guess it's just a. I guess it's just a terrible. Well, thing. I haven't been back since they required masks. Oh, that's we'll put that, um, which was last Friday. Okay. So now I've been running at home and stuff, which you know I I want to keep lifting and stuff, but yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge, and I probably just need to suck it up and go to the gym and 
wear a mask, I guess. Uh, but. There's just so many things like weighted pack stuff. And I think there's so many things that you can do on your own outdoors yeah. too. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefit to just throwing on some weight and going hiking around right. the hills. I mean, God forbid you actually practice what you're going to be doing. Exactly. Right. That's kind of what we're, that's kind of where your head's at. And that's what's cool about like Mike and Ryan I've been talking about. And they're just like, dude, going out and doing what you're going to be doing is the best thing that you could be doing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So it's like, uh, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So anyway, but still building muscle in between that, doing certain step ups. and But it's still the actions and activities kind of that you're going to be doing when you're out there. So I, I see your bow over there. You're shooting the Hoyt. Um, what is it? Axius? It's blue. Or uh, it's blue. <laughs> yeah. This year's new aluminum bow. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, how many reps have you been putting through that thing? How often are you shooting, getting ready for season? My arrow, okay, well, here's where, here's where we're going to probably differ a little bit. I, I'm on probably. an arrow shortage right now. I'm on an arrow shortage. Uh, I was shooting quite a bit. Um, and uh, anyway, the, the arrow shortage is, they're, they're supposed to be here any day. Any day, Easton's showing up, okay. uh, and I'm waiting for that package, honestly, today. So UPS truck showed up just a little bit ago, and I got a little glimmer in my eye until they pulled away without throwing down a package That's that hilarious. looked like it could have been arrows. Right. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, but um, but no, I... That's a, kind of the tough thing because I we donate or I donate my bow every year to uh, any any organization or this last year I did to Nate Bailey um, yeah because he, he was supposed to have a film tour that anyway because of all this COVID stuff it's kind of kiboshed a lot of different right. things so but um, but anyway so yeah so I, I give away my bow every year which is a I, I mean I'm super blessed don't get me wrong I, I get a bow from Hoyt I just I get a free bow that's what I get and anyway but the <laughs> Yeah, that makes you, you have to set up a bow every year. You have to learn <laughs> right. a different bow, which all of them are pretty much the same. But you know how it is when you find a new, you know, right. uh, something that you like. And then it's like, okay. It's taken from you. And then, yeah, well, you gotta, <laughs> you, you, you can't use that this next year. So, so anyway, but, um, but yeah, so great bow. This is one, actually one of the best shooting bows that I've had yet so far. I was a big, this is going to date me a little bit, Ultra Tech. Do you remember those? Uh, no. So that would be Hoyt's like <laughs> first single cam technology. It was kind of about the time the Matthews switchback, maybe. So we're maybe talking. We're that. talking like a 2007, uh, 2006, or older. Than we're that. right in there. Yeah, we're right in there. Right. Yeah, right in that 2006, 2007. And man, I I loved that bow. Loved that bow. And um, anyway, but this bow, I would I would com- this this bow here is like super smooth. It, it shoots really well. Yeah. So. Um, Super, super excited about it. Trevor just he he's been shooting it really, really well lately too. So anyway, but but yeah, that's what I'm shooting. So I don't know all the brace height like you do. <laughs> I don't know. I know it has a quiver when it has a quiver on it and it has arrows that can go in it. Yep. And we can go hunting. So that's kind of where we differ on a little a lot of things. Like right. you know, I mean, you're you know down to the grain of the grain of fletching that you're probably putting on it. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But wow. I mean, wow. I'm, when, when you, when you dig into that a little bit, it all really comes together easy, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Once you, once you start digging into it, it's really easy to retain the information if you do it all the time. So, um, I'm, I've been shooting the same vein for over 10 years, just blazers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've played with other veins and I always go back to blazer. And, yep. And I'm starting to play with the hybrid 26s through AAE, but 
um, which are a little quieter, more flexible vein. Um, they can still steer pretty well, but they're just, they're quieter. And I was wanting to play, but then went back to Blazers. Went so back. I'm just sticking with them for now. I mean, and there's, there's six grains a piece, so. I mean, but, six grains. There you go. See, yeah, there you go. If you didn't, now you know. Do you weigh them? Uh, <laughs> this is gonna really, so, really. So I quit. You, you didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. So it depends. Um, so what I'll do depends on what. Okay, okay. So we'll get down this rabbit hole. We'll go down this rabbit hole for a couple minutes. I might have to go on a short monologue here. Okay. So when I put together an arrow. Typically, what I'll do, I can't measure the glue, obviously, because it'll stick to the scale. But uh, what I'll do is I'll put all the components, the arrow, the arrows, uh, the knock is in the arrow. I'll put the veins, um, and then I'll put the head all on the scale together. Okay. And, um, and I'll do that a few times. Okay. Figure out where the discrepancies are. The veins are pretty much six grains. I mean, you're not going to get much deviation. I mean. Can't imagine. Not really much deviation at all. Okay. So what I'll do, and then I'll mix and match whatever component with whatever arrow, that's more of a discrepancy. So if I have an arrow, let's just say an arrow that weighs 350 grains, knock and shaft, that's it, no component. And then you have your component that weighs 55 grains, and one that maybe weighs 53, or one that weighs 57. And then you have a shaft that weighs 147. Why not put that 157, uh, or that 57 grain, component with that lighter shaft and now you just got your tolerances even tighter and there you have it and there you have it so no i i have weighed my veins but there's I really not that much of a discrepancy but yeah and then i've even grind them grind them down with those little sand biscuits that you're on the end yeah 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 i'll i'll sand my my axis never down. done it but yeah yeah i mean I've, I've done that to where i get rid of a grain you know you can get rid of a whole grain with yeah. a little grindy oh, grind yeah i mean it may take a little while, but goodness gracious, just um, cut the arrow. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at, and I I've gotten our last conversation, which has been quite a while um, yeah. on the podcast, is we you know I talked about being less gear priority and getting my fields, uh, what fieldsmanship skills, whatever the heck those are called. Yeah, woodsmanship. Woodsmanship skills. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. And how's so that been going? I've been working on that, okay. and I stepped away from the gear a little bit. Nice to. You know, I started scouting. I set some of my first trail cams. You Which know. is exciting. It's like, like you know, it's like Christmas in July, and yeah. then you or whenever you check. Never it. really done it, but I'm just saying it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah, I get to see a lot. So of now it. I'm doing another thing that Trent, who goes out and kills stuff every year, isn't doing. No, um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's like, priority wise, and I, I think that too. I mean, we could take a whole turn here, but like the Roosevelt Woods, I think is different a little bit than. Rocky Mountain Woods? Uh, no, I, I don't think so even. I don't know. I, I think I, I don't think, think you have to do the trail cam thing. Yeah, the right. elk are different just because like a Roosevelt thing, and you can attest to this, I think, just as much as me, they're in the same dang places every year. They're going to go back and rut in the same places right. every single year. They're going to be in the same little drainages and little bottoms and nooks and crannies and stuff like that. So to me, it's just like, I'm going to shoot any bull that steps in front of me anyway. <laughs> so, so why scout for one? <laughs> so not really, not really targeting anything. Right. Except a, a breathing, living heartbeat, you know. Well, I'm not same way with a Rosie. I, I'm not that good. I'm not he, passing anything up. And if you're passing up Rosies, like I was talking to Dirk about this, I said, 
here's the deal. Because he, he said, at some point, I want to come kill a Roosevelt. And I said, okay. I said, that, here's the deal with that. <laughs> I said, you start passing up bulls? I said, we're going to have an issue. <laughs> we're gonna have a real issue with that. So, oh, no. But they are. And, but, but it is cool to see, like, like we were talking. It's the game cameras, it's, for one, you're getting out. You're getting fresh air. Right. You're doing something. Hiking a little bit. Hiking. You're, and, Learning and you're, new area. Anytime you're out in the woods and you're looking at the ground and looking at tracks or looking at old rubs or whatever it may be, you're learning something, right? right. It's part of that woodsmanship a little bit, I would say, too. So, so yeah, I, I think scouting and I think that game cams are definitely something that are pretty cool. But well, I, I mean, we found a bunch of bulls. I don't plan on ever seeing any of them during season because I just, I've, for me, blacktail, 100%. Yeah, I, if I find a buck, I could have a really good chance of killing that buck right. before they shed velvet. Hmm. Um, that's been my experience. And, and so we found one pretty exceptional three point. He, he's, um, I know you're not a numbers guy, but for anybody listening that knows Blacktail, he's 125 plus. He'll probably be pushing huge. three point. It's huge. Coasty. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really good buck. It's huge. And I drew a um, kind of a niche little deer tag this year where I could kill him, but I want to fill it on a different deer. So it's a, it's a local whitetail tag. Oh, gotcha. And um, I don't want to give too much weight just because it's a, it's a local thing. You already did. <laughs> yeah, too late. Too late. Uh, so, yeah, I have a whitetail tag. I'd like to fill a white, kill my first whitetail. Cool. Um, but that's a really hard buck not to go after. So I don't know. And, and while I'm going after him, I can help my buddies, you know, maybe call him. Don't yeah. worry about it. Okay. My, my watch told me don't worry off? about it. Goodness gracious. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe I can kill that buck or, or help my buddies call in a bull over here, you know, win-win. But they're all excited about it. They're all, they've got trail camps scattered from Coke Hill all the way over to Sutherland. Maybe. Oh, really? Oh, dude, they have, they're all about it. They've got some pretty good bulls on camera. You know, a couple bulls that probably go 280. Those are um, big. Great rosies. Those are huge. I mean, um, yeah. but I'm excited because, I mean, just to see a see an elk in velvet, you know, I, I don't know. I just go out there to hang out and maybe have a beer. Yeah. That's really all I like. No, about. that's it. I, I, yeah, scouting's fun. It's a time to get out and everything. But do I ever see myself like, oh, man, I'm targeting that one? Probably never going to happen. <laughs> Probably never going to happen. Well, because then you're going to find another bull that just walks out. No, if, and, any bull that walks thunk. out. Any bull that walks out. <laughs> yeah, because we have so many people that need, you know, that are, have tags and stuff. It's like, well, you can't just pass them up. Right. You know, because I have just as much fun going with someone and helping them fill their tag as I do if I shot if I shot one myself. Right. I, I, well, look at Royce matter. and Chantel. That was a pretty cool day. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. It was raining to be, you know, like it did rain a little dogs. bit. It did rain a little bit that day. But, uh, yeah. um, so you don't have your arrows. I'm not going to press you too hard. Don't worry. So you don't no, have yeah. your no, arrows. No, you can press all you want. Uh, what, do you know what kind of heads you're using this year? I do. <laughs> I do. There we go. This is the other thing you're going to just freak out about. Uh-huh. We haven't talked in a while. I'm shooting expandables. No, you're not. <laughs> I swear to you. I swear to you. I that's, swear. Uh, that's a 90-degree turn. <laughs> yeah, 100. 100. No, I, but here's the deal with that, too. I don't know if I'll even be able to hunt at all this year. Okay. At this, right now, as far as on the schedule... I probably won't even be packing a bow this year. Really? Yeah. So, wow. so, so, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's a chance that I will, but yeah, it's slim to none. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I was at the bow rack and I, I was talking to Wayne and I was just kind of reminiscing about stuff. And he's just like, 
he's like, well, what are you shooting for broadheads this year? And I said, I don't know. So um, I was shooting bone broadheads last year. And as what from I, the testing, I know you fell in love with those. I did, yeah. And what, <laughs> as, I, as I say, I shot them. I shot them at targets. Yeah. <laughs> I never did. I didn't shoot at a, a living. I never, I, I drew on a bull last year, but I never did fling an arrow at one yet. So, so I don't, I can't say that they did awesome or did great or whatever. I have no idea. But um, anyway, I don't know. And Wayne was just like, dude, you got to try them for, just try them one time. I'm like, mm. he's like, I, the last three, four, five bulls he's killed, he said. I mean, he said it's just been complete pass-throughs, hmm. giant, giant wounds. What, what head in particular? So, oh, man, you'd have to ask, I wouldn't think, you? I so think he's a rage guy. So we're going that. Right. I could be wrong. So we're going, is there a, grab that box right behind you right there. Yeah, let's see this here. Just pull that over there by you, I think. Bunch of goodies in there. Oh, yeah, look at <laughs> Oh, and I went down to 100 grain. You're going to love that, too. <laughs> you're, you're making people's heads explode right I'm now. I'm just taking a deep, deep tunnel. So I'm holding the Pro Series Carna 4. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm not going to lie. I did not see this coming. No, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. Oh, uh, so yeah, you're going you're going the opposite direction is what the what the trends are, are setting. Yeah, right I've now. never been a real trendsetter. Maybe you can be. Yeah, maybe you could be a trendsetter here. I don't think I'm gonna try. <laughs> but, but yeah, I I I, I don't know. I, I this last year, man, it was just like it got to where I was shooting so many grains and my pins were so gapped and it was just like, what am I doing? I killed elk for. I mean, I killed elk for a long time. Yeah. With a an eastern axis you know 340 and no weight you know i just throw an old muzzy broadhead 100 yeah, grain on there that's what i would do yeah i yeah. shot a lot of elk with that and it did well and killed them and then I, I i don't know i think i and i'm not saying i did but i think you can overanalyze things so much to where it's just like oh, i don't know about that i don't know about that and when when you're putting so much worryment into other things when it comes down to it it's like is it really a is it even a consideration? I mean, do I really need to worry about this? And like Wayne, he's hunted all over. He's killed a lot of, a lot of animals. And he, mm -hmm. he was just showing me the wound channels that he had. He was just pulling up pictures on some elk that he had. And he's just like, here's one, here's another, here's another. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, what grain of arrow and all this stuff? He's like, oh, all that weight forward, all that stuff. You know, Wayne's not big into that kind of stuff. And so, no, no. And so I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to, you know, say this is the way it should be or shouldn't be. I don't know. It's just yeah. what I. What's your draw length? What I picked up off twenty nine inches. So you're probably shooting a twenty eight inch arrow. I don't. Know. And I'm going to tell you right now, your arrow is probably about four hundred twenty five grains. I like my. Grains. I like no. Last year I shot like no, like uh, your uh -oh. Easton three forty. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I I've shot twenty eight to twenty seven inch Easton arrows, depending on on your cut. Um, I, I cut mine of like inches over the rest. Over the rest. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're probably around 420, yeah. somewhere around there. Probably, I don't and know. I killed plenty of animals, especially deer. Yeah, um, all of them got pass throughs with a 420 grain arrow back when I was just starting off. And I'm going to do more than that. I mean, I'm I'm going to sit. I don't know. At the end, probably I want to be looking somewhere the high fours to 520. Okay, 510, something like that. Which is not, but I mean, we were shooting like, I think some of our arrows were over 600 grains and it was just yeah. it just seemed like a log remember those like some of those tests i showed you and stuff like that on my arrows and stuff it's like why you know yeah. i'm shooting weight up front with a extra you know with a 125 grain or no the bones they don't sell i think it was 135 grain or something like that. i don't know yeah 
don't worry. No, I mean, I was shooting them okay. Yeah, it was fine and everything. But I'm like, I don't know. Do I really need this? And then you've got to factor in at some point. I mean, you got to either be really, really good and know exact yardage. Or, you know, or you, you know, shoot a little bit lighter arrow. Would you rather shoot high or low on an elk or be right on where you're aiming with a lighter arrow and you know it's going to go in? The, I don't know. So I, I don't right. weigh all these things. Don't act like I'm, I, I don't act like I'm someone who, you know, deciphers this stuff and thinks about it too much. I just like, eh, right. try something different this year. You know, I, I, had, I did a podcast with a guy where I was actually the guest talking about arrow building and FOC came up and, and um, you know, I told him kind of basically for me, the jury's kind of still out on it, man. I've, I've built a lot of different arrow setups. I built arrows with 5% FOC on purpose, which is really bad. Is it? Yeah, like really bad, uh, really low. Where I, I literally was gluing tubes, uh, uh, arrow tubes. I was gluing those in the back of my arrow to add extra weight in the back of my arrow just to wreck FOC. And I was testing those versus 25% oh versus 15, 10. You know, and your arrow set up the way it's going to be. It's probably going to be about 10 to 11 percent. You know, your axis because I I've built hundreds of those. So, right. um, and like you said, I I've got to have just come just build a good arrow and then everything else will be there, right? Just choose a good arrow, use good components, use a good head, and then everything else is going to be there. And that's pretty simple. I think that's anybody can really grab onto that. Yeah. So I don't know. That's. Kind of where my head's at now. Yeah. Throwing expandables around. <laughs> that I, I Next level. I it? am very Next level, surprised. Yeah. Well. Feels good. Let me know. <laughs> feels, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I get to hunt with it or not. But uh, I, I know from last year, I've had three different guys offer me every expandable that they ever bought. They didn't know how to shoot them. <laughs> they didn't know how to shoot them. <laughs> uh, but so pretending that your arrows were here um or, or last year what did you do to get ready for for shooting wise were you shooting a couple hundred arrows a week 50 oh yeah arrows a yeah, week? yeah yeah no when it comes especially comes down to season more and like this year i'm a little more ill ill, Ill prepared than than most and a lot of that the reason being is is i don't think i'll be hunting uh this year probably so I'll be going hunting, but probably not myself. But uh, I'll still I'll still shoot hundreds of arrows um, when I get them all made up. I mean, I'll a lot of times have a bunch of different dots and just take out like 20 arrows at a time and just get go. the reps in and stuff. And and my my the way I shoot arrows, the way I've always done it is I start super close. I start my shooting off at uh, sometimes 10 yards, sometimes. And that way I can really dial in on the spot that I want to pick mm -hmm. and really focus in on that. And that, that's where I think I was, I was kind of opened this whole podcast up with. It's like I have a shot sequence that I go through no matter whether I'm shooting at a target, no matter I'm shooting at an animal or whatever. It's always, you know, okay, clear my feet, get my stance, get my bow grip, get mm -hmm. my anchor. And that's always something that just goes through in my head that way. And I, I cannot stress it enough to people how much it's just, it needs to be second nature. When you right. get that opportunity at an animal, the last thing that you want to be doing is being like, am I anchored right? And is that, does this feel right? Does this, you know what I mean? Right. And um, if you can do and get all that out in practice way before the even time of the, time of the, um, of the shot on an animal, then you're way ahead, you know? hundred so. percent. I mean, it's like you and I were talking earlier, I think off the podcast is that, um, or no, no, it was actually on the podcast where when I draw on an elk, everything just automatic. It comes together. It's automatic. I mean, I, I'm not shaking. I'm not 
nervous or anything. It's like when I draw back, and I've I've heard this a long time ago from a back when I started getting into um, long range shooting, um, and I was sticking my big toe in that, and basically just trying to figure out how far can I shoot, what's ethical, and stuff like that. And the guy's like, and he put it really well. He's like, if you're wanting or hoping to hit your target, it's too far. Yeah. If you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that is dead, and you got that that's a shot you can take, yeah. right? It, given if your projectile can do what it needs to do when it gets there. And I've carried that over into archery and, and every time I draw down an animal, literally I'm think, I, I, it's a mental thought like, oh, you're so dead. Like yeah. I got you, like you are in my sights. I know I'm gonna hit you. And it's a cool, confident feeling. It's, it, you know, on the podcast, it may, it may sound cocky or arrogant, nope. um, but you know, I you know I proved it last year. I took a little bit longer shot than I was hoping to take, but that arrow found its mark within an inch of where I was aiming. I, it didn't hit exactly where I was aiming, but we're you know within an inch or two, and um, that bull went forty yards and piled up. Right. And uh, you know, I, I I prepare for the best, but always or prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. And sure. I couldn't get any closer. That's all there. That's all there was to that bull. And uh, you know, it's just having that confidence going in into season and then but having the automatic shot sequence that you're talking about I think that's probably the most important thing for me is is just knowing that I'm going to be able to not have to think about it right I just know that if the bull cooperates and stands there I can do my job the only thing that should fluctuate in a shot the only thing that should fluctuate is which pin you're choosing yeah that's it everything's the same every single yeah. thing the anchor the stance the grip everything the release everything should be the same the only thing that you differ is which pin yeah. do i put where that's right. it so if you can just think about that just that's the only thing you got to do that's all you got to do that it kind of makes it easier i think 100 percent. and and to even expand on that back when i was shooting really long range um extremely long ranges with a bow for fun yeah uh not for hunting uh you know, we're talking 300 yards, 260 yards, you know, stuff like that. It was all for fun. And the, the thing that I would tell myself is, you know, it, we even tried it. We had, we'd hung um, a, something from a string and then we'd like maybe tie a little bit of a knot on the end of a string and we'd hang it off the porch up above about a 45 degree angle. And we would aim at the end of that string, which would be in line with the target. And that's how you'd hit that far away. And because there's the reason that being that worked is because there's literally no difference hmm. at That's aiming yeah. at that versus aiming at the target. You're right. going to freak yourself aiming, freak yourself out aiming at 260 yards away. Right. But if you're aiming at something that's five to 10 yards away that you can hold on there and you feel super steady, you're going to execute a better shot. And so we were, we were shooting pretty good groups at extreme ranges with the bows. Really? And because there's no difference, the only things that are different are your mistakes are magnified. Yeah. And that's it. But if you can execute, I mean, because accuracy is consistency and duplicating the same thing over and over. over I mean, over I, I think everybody again. can agree with that. So if you're and doing the same thing wrong every time, you're still going to be probably accurate if it's the same exact thing that you're doing. It even comes down into like killing animals, I think, too. Killing becomes a habit after a while. Hmm. There's so many people, I think, that like their goal is to kill an elk and they want to kill an elk so bad and everything and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen. Those same people, you see those people and I, I get to see them and meet them every single year that after they do it once and then, okay, the next year they probably maybe do it again. If not, the year after. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon, those people, 
it, it becomes a habit. It becomes a, it's just like anything else, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it seems like those people are successful more and more and more. Just like you, it took you a while yeah. to break the mold. It and did. then it's just been like, bing, bing. It just they started fallen, to fall, fall into place. I would say the effort has been the same and they're falling more often. There you go. So... I, I, technically, I'm not gonna say it's easier because the effort's the same. Sure, sure, sure. No, yeah, but easy wouldn't be the right thing to say as far as that goes. But at the same time, it has become habitual a little bit yeah. to where it's like you almost expect it out of yourself. Right. 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 I mean, I, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine at the range the other day. He's like, "Yeah, hey, you're kind of on a streak." I'm like, "I, you know, if two's a streak, then yeah, you know, I'll two take years two in a row. I'll take it." And um, he's like, "Yeah, I hope we can get it done this year." And I and I looked at him I'm like, "I expect to get it done every year." Yeah. Like, I expect to go out into the woods and bring that's, home some meat. Yeah. That's what I expect. And and I think the average guys, well, every, you know, everybody says it's one every seven years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then 14% success rate on average. And then there's a certain percentage of those guys that are part of that 14% that get it done every year. Right. And right. so there's that small little niche. And who knows what the numbers are. But you have guys that are getting out, getting out and getting it done like you guys do consistently. I mean... I'm looking at a rafter full of bulls here. No. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those died from lightning. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, we, we, I guess a lot of our success is because we work as a team too. That's another thing me and you talked about this morning. That's right. Is, and, um, and I, I don't think, I think you definitely, um, you've learned something in this last year. Whereas you were telling me you hunt with a group of about four guys somewhere in there. There was a, yeah. And we all three of us never hunted together before last year. Gotcha. Okay. And the fourth one was me and my hunting partner. Right. And, uh, you want me to elaborate on this, I guess, real quick. Uh, I just wanted to touch on it really quick as far as. Um, it, 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 just as far as what you told me and, and that brought some, just some memories to me, just like you go this last year, you said it was pretty amazing that you guys shared every single piece of information with each other. Correct. Everything, yeah. everything. Uh, this is the road system I hunted. This is the bull I got on. Right. Uh, I, I, you know, he was halfway down through the unit. The wind was going this way. I probably shouldn't have done this. Uh, I cow called, maybe I cow called too much. Maybe I bugled too often, you know, something like that. You guys explained every single thing to each other this year, which was different from any <laughs> other year you said. Yeah. We've never done that before. And, and then you also said this year, every single one of you killed an elk. Yeah. And it just it just goes back to show the, the the stuff that we we oh man we preach it as as much as we can as far as if you work together as a team with other people and you're all all um, open for a common goal for and and it's not oh man he's on that bull that's I know that I know where that bull's at it's way big it's way <laughs> right, big, you know right, right. it needs to be like okay yeah I'm super glad that he's picking that road system today I'm gonna go hunt something else yeah let me know what you see whatever and it's made us so much more successful by just learning off of each other and sharing all that stuff with each other and being a lot of times obviously I'm with the other guys too so right. but um but yeah I, when you said that this morning I was like you know that that deserves worth talking about because there's so many guys out there that are just like oh they have their spot and th this right. is you know this is all them 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 it's a lot of us selfish and it, maybe don't get me wrong maybe not selfish is the word but at the same time you know it's not it's not trying to get better through other people it's trying to at least tiny one little mistake by, by mistake on your own then you learn a little bit from 
I would 100% agree because there was there was times where uh, I went in and and we'll say I got three answers in this one little canyon, three different bowls, and then I told my buddies about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, they, you know, they're in there. Let's go back. And and I went in there and it was for a week. It was silent after that. I'm Ghost like, town. what the heck happened? And then gave those guys the road system, gave them my Onyx um, maps tracker line, nice. Um, nice. how far I went, where the bowl, everything. Like you said, everything. And then they're like, man, did you, you, um, you didn't say anything about all the, all the rubs in there. What are you talking about? There you go. And I'm like, what, where were the rubs exactly? And then he's like, dude, there were, what do you mean they were everywhere? Right off the road. I'm like, they weren't there a week ago. Like, I know that. That's cool. And so, yeah. And so we're like starting to figure out how many bowls are in there, you know, the size of different rubs. And you can really get a lot more pieces of the puzzle together. And I'm saying all this, and there's probably... For, for that very scenario of our group, there's probably 10 to 1 of guys getting burnt. I mean, I don't know what the ratio is, but... It's got to be. There's a lot of guys getting burnt out be. there. So I'm not saying... That, I mean, this is a pretty crazy little niche. You guys have your own um, little group and, and, and very successful. Right. Um, and I just, you know, I was hunting the same areas as these guys anyways. Um, and it's kind of funny because Brad and I were like, so yeah, I um, killed mine out over... That side of the mountain, basically, being really broad, right? Real vague. And then uh, I'm like, oh, I killed mine over on that side, too. Um, and then well, it wouldn't happen to be anywhere near this landmark, would it? And Pretty then, soon you guys are strutting toms. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm like thinking, listen, man, uh, here's, here's, here's where I killed my bull. This sounds like you're right there. Just he's like, showed the cards. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> we lay down our hands and we're like, how have we not ran into each other in there? Because I've been hunting that for years. He's been hunting it for at least eight years. Sure. And uh, and we're like, you want to do this? Like, let's let's just let's just try it and see That's how it cool. works. And it and uh, it worked fantastic. And, and you made some new friends from it. And really good friends. Yeah. You know, it's that's that's. That's that's cool. That's the cool thing about hunting, you know, that it can be a team sport. Right. It's not just an individual thing, it, it, especially elk hunting. I think that's what separates it from a lot of the like, a lot of the blacktail hunting and stuff like that. A lot of that's solo, like bow hunting, blacktails right. and stuff. And the elk thing can be such a community thing because it does, at, at, in the end, sometimes makes you more successful. Oh, 100 percent. And and we're talking about working as a team and everything. And both bulls I've shot were solo. <laughs> solo and but luckily the team came together to help yeah. pack it out and i packed out five four or five bulls last year and teams the same, help when the there's same help faces were, were pretty much <laughs> on all of them you know it's like thank you god i will be there for you oh you know? man yeah but um so is there anything as far as is other prep that you feel necessary to to share or anything like that like before season wise yeah. it, it, man any scouting e-scouting e-scouting is big we do we have, we've got a few different videos on e-scouting and i think that's a big thing for us i think uh, because like here roosevelt country where we live we could go drive to it you know a few different times check things out where we're not going to drive to colorado for a weekend to go look at some timber patch right you know what i mean so that's where e-scouting does come in big for us <laughs> Um, you and I talked earlier. I'm not willing to drive nine hours. <laughs> no, no. That's why so. when you told me that, you're like, I'm thinking about going over my unit. That I'm like, you are a nutcase. <laughs> why would you ever do that? To set up one trail cam. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's that going to teach you? Maybe nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, might just teach you bad things. Yeah. I don't know. So, and, and we are big advocates of hunting new spaces every single 
try to, you yeah. know, just because it's it's new, it's different. You're going to hunt harder, guaranteed, 100%. If you go back to an area time and time again because you saw him down here in this drainage and because that's where he was bugling before and that's where all these elk were and everything and then they're not there, right off the bat, your morale is going to go down. It's going to be like, right. man, they were here. Where the heck did they go? Instead of being like, they could be over this next ridge. I don't know. You know, so like working towards that, I would say is, is big for us as well. It kind of keeps the motivation up, keeps the morale up a lot too. Um, but no, preseason, yeah, we've done a ton of scouting videos, tons of, you know, tons of that kind of stuff as well. So it, it, it's, it's um, you know, just dive in, just dive yeah. in. And honestly, there's a lot of times we're just going, I don't know, looks good. Let's go try it. We yeah. don't we don't have a clue. You know, we really don't have a clue. But if you get in those elky looking places and once you've been to a couple of them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll go and check it out and either you'll find them or you won't. Right. So but just keeping that open mind, man. Just keeping positive and working as a team. I think that's huge. I think it's huge. Interesting. So well, I know, I know for me personally, like I'm, I'm always trying to test out and try new stuff. And I actually had to take something off my bow that I put on there the other day. Um, and my big thing, like my motto, and I share this on my channel all the time is figure out what doesn't work before you get out there, mm. figure out where the errors are. Like if you're going to go out and you're going to shoot or you're going to hunt in cold weather, or there could be cold weather. And now you're hunting with extra layers and you haven't been shooting with extra layers. That's a big thing. Problem. Um, I know guys that hunt a quarter inch shorter on their draw inch shorter on their draw in the winter because they don't want to hit their sleeve so they can bend their elbow in a little bit more. Interesting. You know, like I, I know guys that over. Really? That's next oh, level. Oh yeah, 100%. And we it's, always use electrician's tape. <laughs> seems to work real well. Just tape a t two by four to the front of your riser just there. Take a, just tape the whole but, arm up. Um, so I, I actually will go out probably another week or two, and I already know because I shoot with my bino harness on almost all year round, yeah. but I'll shoot with my backpack on, my bino harness on. That's always good too. All that yeah. stuff. I'll shoot yeah. through the brush. I do that every year. I shoot through viney maples, which is common over here. I'll shoot through whatever else brush I can find, poison oak, um, just to see what I can get away with, what I can't get away with, um, what my arrow and broadhead will cut through, what it won't cut through mm. for vegetation. Like that yeah. bull I shot two years ago, I, I sent, I think I sent you a, a photo. I'm like, look what my broadhead had to go through to get to get to that bull. And I had two little fur boughs that I chopped off. Cut right off. Yeah. And and um, I have people I'm like, oh, that's lucky. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I actually practiced that shot. I, I was cutting shit off with my broadheads prior to the season with True. my, you know, I mean, but still, I mean, they were, Could they were about the thickness of this wire right here. So okay. they were pretty tiny. Tiny, tiny. I didn't shoot through like a quarter inch limb right, right. or anything, but yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that I do outside of, outside of just the gear prep and, 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 and it's a lot of that's probably OCD, but that builds my confidence getting into season. Yeah. I mean, exactly. You just said it right there. Yeah. It, it's a confidence builder. I don't even care if it doesn't work. If it still builds your confidence, it's working. Right. You know I, what I mean? I, I use that same example for like the like the thermocell or, oh, the, there you or go. the hex, yeah. the hex suit. Yeah. I'm like, does it matter if it works? Do you feel more confident? Do you feel more deadly? Then yeah, sure. Then you're Placebo probably Placebo that thing. You're probably gonna be more deadly if you feel more deadly. I mean, honestly, if you're hunting. Shooting with expandables, they have a cutting diameter of twenty <laughs> inches. I'm gonna right. kill everything. You don't even have to hit the elk, you have to get no, close. No, just get close. <laughs> I wouldn't have cut those little branches off. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it, it definitely is a mind frame and it definitely I mean, you know, success is measured in, in a lot of different ways. And man, like we talked earlier, you know, it's not always punching a tag or filling a tag. It's it's I think it's um, 
like we talked about, your buddies and stuff like that. And, and if they're just head over heels like, man, I can't believe you just took the whole day out of hunting yourself and came mm-hmm. and packed out my elk. Right. You know, that's big, man. That's huge. Yeah. And to get that kind of trust for each other and then it'll definitely come back. Uh, on the other 100%. side. Of well, I, I guarantee Royce was there. You know Royce. He had to work at like five in the morning. Oh, yeah. I don't think he got back or something ridiculous. He got back to his house at like three. Yeah. It was like, and he made that pack out fun. I mean, that the whole pack out was us just laughing at whatever came yeah. out of Royce's mouth. Yeah. I mean, you know Royce. And um, yeah, I mean, it's that's what, that's what it's all about, really. 100%. So, well, 100%. I think we've, we've hit this topic pretty good. Is there anything else you want to add? No, man. No, I think I'm good. I think, yeah, this has been a blast for one. And uh, just appreciate it. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate your time. And thanks for uh, taking me fishing this morning. I had a great oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we'll wrap this thing up, guys. And I appreciate you for listening. And, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one, I guess. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs>